stop Googling and start listening for the love of wellness. With over 50 years in women's wellness, hosts Sam Leeson and Laurel Crossley, along with a weekly special guest, will explore gaps and issues within the women's wellness industry. If you're passionate about topics affecting women's health, such as sleep, grief, body image, and much more, then please stay tuned. She shoots, she scores, and did we ever score? Because on today's episode of Boobs, Bods, and Brains, we are over the moon excited to welcome Brianne Jenner, Olympic gold medalist, MVP of Canada women's hockey team, wife and mama to baby June. What better way to celebrate International Women's Day than by our own favorite role model, Brianne, being on the show today. Today's episode is brought to you by babyready.info. Welcome, everyone. We are so excited that this International Women's Day 2022 week, we have a very, very special guest with us. We are able to celebrate the recent Olympics with MVP and gold medal winner, Brianne Jenner. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. We are excited to get to know more about you and your journey that got you to the Olympics and and another gold medal win, because this is not your first. Am I correct? No, it's a second time um, been able to bring a gold back from the Olympics. So pretty exciting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you see how she said that? Yeah, tra-la-la. I just brought home a gold medal. Like I'm in, inside my body going, what the snorkel, man? Are you kidding me? Holy smokes. Like, that's huge. So can I ask a really funny question? What's it like to win a gold medal? I've never won anything. <laughs> Honestly, it, it feels pretty surreal when, when it happened to me for the first time. It's, uh, it's a goal that I've had since I was yeah, a young kid skating in diapers on the front yard rink. And to have that dream come true, it, it is a little bit surreal when it happens. Um, but it is one of the coolest things about winning a gold medal is really coming back home to Canada and, and just seeing how that can inspire um, young Canadians and, and young athletes and being able to share the medal with them. I think the first time I, I won, I didn't realize how much of an impact that could have when I came back home and shared it with my community. Absolutely. So exciting. Like I could pee my pants right now. I'm so excited <laughs> that you're here. I promise I'm not. So audience, I'm not peeing my pants right now. But you said something kind of fascinating to me, if I may jump in here, about skating in diapers. And I'm thinking, did it does did that did this ambition start? Like, were you born with this ambition to shoot, shoot and score? <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to say, but in yeah. essence, that's what I you're doing, know. right? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I was I was born with it, but I um I, I fell in love with um, sports at a young age, especially hockey. And um, you know, I was really lucky. Both my parents were just so supportive of any passion that I had. And you know, I think uh, unfortunately, you know, some young kids have have crazy hockey parents that kind of force them into um, the training and the practice. But the love always came from from myself, and my parents were just so supportive and, and, and didn't push me in any direction, just kind of followed where my passion took me. And for me, from a really young age, that was hockey. Um, started skating when I was two, started playing when oh, I was three and just didn't look back really. Were you a Timbit hockey player? <laughs> I actually, I don't think I ever was a Timbit because my, 
dad and my uncle actually ran a youth league. So I was a green machine in, uh, in, in their hockey, in their hockey league in Oakville, where we grew up. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love watching the little Timmies, you know, roaming around the little Timbits. I think that's what they call them. I don't know if it's still called Timbits, but I think that's still Timbit hockey going on. That's awesome. That, and, and you're one of many who are f- from the team who are from this area, right? In the sort of the West end of the Toronto area, like it feels like there's so many of you from this, from this area, which is kind of, kind of neat. We're, we're, we seem to be a hockey hub. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, growing up in the GTA, that is, yeah, that is a hockey hotbed for sure. And we have a lot from the team that are from this area and, you know, in the past, it, that that was huge for me in this past year because, you know, as you as listeners maybe aren't aware, but we don't have a professional women's hockey league right now, and so shame, a lot shame. of our yeah, that that's going to change, I, I assure you. But a lot of our preparation for this Olympics was just spent training regionally and in, in our hubs, and so you know, it was great to have so many teammates in this area um, because that that was what the preparation looked like. It was just skating together, training, um, uh, being in the gym together. And we had a, a great group of about seven or eight of us, um, that were able to kind of push each other this year. And, you know, obviously it, it looks different than training for past Olympics because we didn't have a league or season to kind of gear up for and past world championships had been canceled. So we really relied on each other in our training group to motivate each other. And, and, yeah. The girls that are living in this area um, are fantastic hockey players and, and really pushed me to be better myself. And, and it really, with the pandemic, that's made a huge difference, I'm sure, because even just being able to get any ice time would have been challenging at different points during the pandemic. And I would assume with the skill set that you have, part of maintaining that skill set is being able to practice on ice, not just in your home gyms and stuff on a regular basis. Yeah, for sure. There was there was bouts throughout the pandemic where we were um, stuck in our home gyms. Um, I know early on, you know, some of the exemptions that were given, you know, we didn't have our organization, the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association listed as an exempted group. So our, our skates with with the other professionals were canceled because, of course, you know, oftentimes the, the women's hockey players can be a little bit forgotten about, you know, with Team Canada, we were able to get on the ice off and on and, and be able to continue to train. And obviously this past year, we, we all moved to Calgary as a national team and, and trained together. So it was so awesome to have a semblance of some normalcy uh, mm-hmm. this year leading up to the Olympics. Of course, that's all in perspective because Omicron hit and, and that's mm-hmm. a whole story in and of itself. But yeah, there's this past year, there was a lot of, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of adapting to your training and, and honestly, a lot of time training in masks, which if anyone, um, if anyone watched the Olympics came in handy, cause we ended up having to play one of our games in, in N95s. I, I don't know how you, about that. I was going to say, I don't know how you do that. I, I don't know how you do that. Like when you're being physical like that and trying to breathe and I can't imagine, can I go back to the idea, because of course we're 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 kicking off International Women's Day, and we're talking with a with a key person, I think, in the women's world. And you mentioned there's no professional hockey league dedicated to women. The part of the show, the mandate of the show, is to whoop some ass. Can I say that? And how do we help? How can we, as other women outside of the sport, 
help to make something like this come to fruition because Mm -hmm. this is really, really important and critical, I feel, for equal representation in our community. Yeah, I mean, so... To give everyone some context, the we, we used to have the Canadian Women's Hockey League, and, and in 2019 that folded. And you know, there's a league that that operates um, out of the U.S. now. But after the Canadian Women's League folded, myself, my teammates on the national team, our rivals, but also our our peers in the sport on the American team, we kind of came together and said, you know, enough is enough. We've had so many leagues that just weren't invested in enough, didn't prop up the athletes, and and eventually petered out. Our goal is to, to build something together, coming together and being unified to build something bigger and, and something that was going to be sustainable um, and treat players truly professionally. And in that time, so we formed the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association and we've, we've run a lot of events and provided training opportunities for all of our members, the best women's hockey players in the world. And it's been really exciting to see the momentum. There's a, there's a lot of people that are interested in in women's hockey and and love watching us. I mean, if the, the past Olympics, we were the most watched event. Oh, um, you, you guys played amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was great to watch. It was great television viewing as well. So yeah, so we were we had had the best ratings at the past Olympics. Um, I think it was the most watched hockey game in the United States in the past two years, and that was being broadcast at 11, 11.30 p.m. Eastern. So those numbers are fantastic. It signals that people are ready to see female athletes on TV more often. Um, I think to answer your question of of how can how can viewers help watch the games on Sportsnet, buy a ticket. You know what we have the PWHPA Dream Gap Tour, which is named the Dream Gap Tour because we want to close the gap between what young boys can dream of and what young girls can dream of, because there is a huge gap between that, especially in hockey. Um, so when, when the tour comes into your city, uh, buy a ticket. I think that's, that's the best way to support um, female athletes is to be in the stands and to be cheering them on. Well, get your checkbook out, Sam. Absolutely. Or Absolutely. Let's, let's, let's say more, more appropriately our visa, never mind checkbook. We don't have checkbooks anymore. <laughs> yeah. Now, can I ask a personal question? Absolutely. <laughs> so you're a fairly new mama. Yeah. How the heck do you balance (laughs) being a mama away from your wife and your baby? How do you manage that? I always Mm. like to ask those questions. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, the real answer is my wife. Um, She was an absolute rock this year and prepping for the Olympics. It it took me on the road a lot. Um, We had a lot of unexpected sort of isolations that we had to do um, when Omicron hit. So I just got back after being away, I think for 47 days uh, away from her in June. And yeah, she's been a a rock for our family and we're we're really lucky. We have very supportive grandparents um, on both sides that, that helped out a lot and did a a lot of babysitting for for June. Bless grandparents. I tell you. I can't wait to be a grandmother. <sighs> so if I if that doesn't happen, can I borrow baby June? <laughs> I'm coming there. Yeah, I love babies. And because it's it's, you know, and I guess my other question is when you're sort of in the spotlight and the rest of your family is not, I've talked to a lot of, let's put this in air quotes, celebrity moms on the pressures of being in the spotlight and then how do you balance being in the spotlight with, you know, like, cause I'm assuming the paparazzi are chasing you around everywhere. 
everywhere. Yeah, I don't know if I would fit into that category of celebrity <laughs> mom, to be honest. <laughs> but it's I'm really lucky right now because I, I I do have some downtime where I can just kind of fully commit to to spending time with June and making up for for some of that lost time this year. Um, but we. I mean, when we were in Beijing, we every morning we FaceTimed, every evening we FaceTimed, you know, we just tried to, to stay as connected as possible as a family. And, um, you know, my wife was a was a high level hockey player herself. She she played for the national development team, um, played at Cornell University. So she understands the high performance world and kind of the expectations. And, you know, when That's I huge. can give my attention and attention to them and when and maybe I need to dial it in and focus on the games. So she understands everything in that world. And she also kind of calls me on, on any BS too, when I, when I need it. There's not, there's none of that is not often, not often. Does, does ego ever factor in there? That happens in my relationship with my husband, ego, you know, (laughs) who's right and who's not. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, of course. I feel like you can't have a marriage without some, some arguments like that for, for the most part. We uh we have no complaints there. Go I was ahead, just Sam. gonna say, are you how old will June be before she gets on a pair of skates? Because not you're right, you, not just are you a hockey player, um, but your wife is a hockey player as well. And and so there's some there's some deep-seated passion from both sides of, of June's parental roles. So tell me, how old do you think she'll be before she gets her first little set of skates? You know, I, I feel like either grandparents or aunts or uncles are probably going to be quick to to purchase skates for her. Maybe maybe her first Christmas. We'll see. But <laughs> yeah, obviously, it'd be really fun if she loved to skate. It'd be great to share a passion with her. But I think, you know, wh- wh- whatever she's interested in, moms will then become big fans of, <laughs> whether it's hockey, um, another sport, theater, music. Um, we'll just be excited to see what she's into. To be able, though, to grow up knowing that you can set a bar for yourself. And even if you're female, and I say that, you know, because so often as females growing up, we were sort of set told, you know, you can have your dreams. Good luck with that. But but the reality is June will be able to grow up knowing if that's the goal I set for myself, there's absolutely no reason why I can't achieve that, which is which is really special. Yeah, I mean, I think that's obviously the the goal of any parent um, raising a daughter, you know, for her to know that the sky's the limit. And I, I think it'll be it'll be really neat kind of telling her stories uh, about this year and just sharing some memories and, and talking about my teammates, because they're great role models for for her to have in her life and, and to be around. And I think the thing I'll remember most about this year is just you know, bringing June on, on our first road trip, bringing June to the rink for team lunch and, and all our teammates kind of passing her about. So um, as, as much fun as a hockey season was this year, the, the highlight was really just the memories made with her. And I'm excited to kind of share those with her when she becomes a little bit more aware. <laughs> right. Motherhood changes everything. All your priorities go right flushing out the toilet, you know, down the toilet, not out the toilet. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you become a mom, it's just, it's such a different, you can't prepare for it. You know, you really can't, you can't psychologically, biologically, physically, you can't understand it until it happens. And then it's like, whoa, this is the most important thing. Never mind gold medals. I have a child, <laughs> you know, exactly, it's exactly. A, it's a, and so fun too. Like I, I, I don't think I, I knew how rewarding it would be. I knew how challenging it would be. But no one said how much fun it would be. Like we're just having an absolute blast and seeing seeing the way that she's like learning from day to day and how quickly she's changing. It's just 
it's so fun. Yeah, it totally is. So I'm going to ask you another question. How do you, what motivates you? How do you, like, here you are, you've achieved, like you said, you wanted to achieve gold medal standard when you were two and three. But what motivates you? Is there something in your belly? Is there, is it the people outside of you? Is it a combo? What, what motivates you? Well, I think at the core, it's always people. It's, it always comes back to relationships. And I know uh, a huge motivation this year was just the teammates that I had around me and, and the staff that we had on our team. We cared a lot about each other. And so, you know, we set out at the beginning of the season to win two gold medals at the World Championships and at the Olympics. You know, that was a lofty goal. But I think the most rewarding piece of, of accomplishing both of those items was getting to do it with some of my best friends and getting to do it with, with people that I have so much respect for. Going back to what I said about relationships, I mean, the, the motivation to, I think, work hard every day and not, not cut corners, not, not take shortcuts, do things the right way. It's to honor my family and, and the sacrifices they've made for me to be in this position. And, you know, I, I always want to make them proud. And I have a, another reason, another person to make proud. And I think that's, you know, a, a huge motivation. And what's next? What are you shooting for next? Well, we do. I, I, I'm, I'm very happy in my playing career. And if, if, you know, the coach will have me, I'd love to stay on the national team and, and continue to play. We have uh, world championships in August is, is the next big thing. So I'll you know, rest and recover right now, spend time with June, and then probably get back to training. And then, of course, I, I mentioned the work that we do with the PWHPA. It's going to be a lot of a lot of work to do still to, to continue to push for a professional league and to work with my peers towards that. When, when can we, I mean, I guess in a perfect world with your peers creating this professional league and going on tour, when are you hoping that that tour will take place? Are you hoping for next fall or next winter? Oh, I think we'd love to have a, a league um, come to fruition, you know, as soon as possible. Right now, um, we are in the midst of, of a Dream Gap tour. So we've ran um, a tour the past two seasons. So a, a bunch of athletes were just in Ottawa this past weekend and, and the games were broadcast on Sportsnet, which was awesome. Um, that was a Dream Gap tour stop. They're in Washington this weekend, this coming weekend. And then myself and, and my teammates on the national team are having a little bit of a fun exhibition rematch against the U.S. in Pittsburgh coming up soon in, in, a, couple, in a week or so. So uh, we're excited for that, and uh, that that should be broadcast on on TV as well. That's just, amazing. As I'm sitting here, our viewers can't or our listeners can't see this, but I was watching your face as you talked about going up against your competitors that are south of the border, and I was just looking yeah. at your energy behind it. It's like <laughs> you, know, you yeah. have this grin on your face, like <laughs> any predictions yeah. on who's going to win? Well, of course, I'm. I'm banking on Team Canada for sure, but yeah, no, that, that there's a always kind of um, added motivation when when we're playing the U.S. I mean, it's one of the greatest rivalries in sport. It's always it's always a tight game. It's always um, it's always exciting, and you know, I think it'll be it'll be special. As much as we um, dislike each other on the ice, we we are united and we do have the same goal. And we have a lot of respect for each other off the ice. So it'll be great to to come together, play this game, and and just kind of continue to build the momentum for for our sport. And hopefully, a lot of people um, are in the seats in Pittsburgh. I expect I expect there will be. The Penguins are hosting, which is fantastic, and um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people tuning in to watch it on TV as well. 
I think it was just yesterday I saw something about that. Maybe I posted something about that or reposted something about that game. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah, we're excited for it for sure. Now, my last question, because we only have a couple minutes left, is what advice would you give a young female athlete that's listening with ears open? What advice would you give her? I think I would tell her, you know, even if her dream doesn't exist yet, um, maybe if it, you know, the, the professional league's not there or what she wants to achieve hasn't been done yet, don't let it stop you from from having that dream and dreaming big because, you know, eventually it's going to be there and it, it's the goal of myself and my peers to leave our sport better than when we found it. There's a lot of momentum behind women's movement, behind female athletes and, and supporting them. So I would say just because it doesn't exist yet doesn't mean it won't. Um, so dream big and, you know, shoot for the stars. That's amazing. Oh, you made me kind of tear up when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> just a minute, I have to wipe my nose. <laughs> and to end this session, could you tell people how we can find you? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter, um, just at Brienne Jenner. And then I'm also on Instagram at BJenner19. Okay, Excellent. thank you. My young thank teammates you. haven't got me on TikTok yet. I haven't, I haven't, I'm not that cool, but. Maybe. Oh, you'll get there, you'll get there. You're, the, you're that worry. cool, you just haven't embraced it yet. <laughs> Sam's the TikTok queen. I just got an account and I don't know what I'm doing. Thank well, you so much. I'm behind you. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been fantastic to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Boobs, Bods and Brains podcast. If you would like to learn more about us or our past episodes, then check us out on Instagram. Click the link in our bio to visit our website to learn more about sponsorship opportunities. We are always excited to have you offer different show topic ideas. If you have a suggestion, reach out via Instagram or our website. And as always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Boobs, Bods, and Brains podcast and invite all of the women you know.